and this is View of the Valley's podcast, Season 3, Episode 12, with TJ Hoover and Chris Smith. TJ, we're nearly there. Yep, we're counting down. We're getting close. You know, the OVC, we got, what, seven of the eight spots locked in? Yeah. And the the three teams that are vying for the eighth spot could potentially be tied by the end of this week. Coming down to, I think, if my math is right, that Little Rock had a win over Moorhead State, and that would be the tiebreaker. Because I think, because they go head-to-head first, and they're all tied in the after head-to-head. Yeah. And then Little Rock beating Moorhead State. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I mean, it just... When you think you've figured out the OVC this year, something drastic happens. Like, the, it's been so consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just hard to put a peg on it. Tennessee Tech have been lights out at home, but then they lose a big home game. SIUE started out so well, but then we've seen them dip a couple times now. Little Rock, who I, by all accounts, and I'll, you can go back and check the tapes. I thought they're not going to win another game, but they've had some big wins, been really competitive in other games. It's just, you know, it it, it, it makes it fun. Instead of like, all right, here we go. We know that, you know, and I think there was, and, and we had it a little bit last year with SIUE beating Moorhead late in the season, but I think we've had more of it this year. And I think there's, there's you can't deny that part of it is, you don't have Murray and Belmont anymore. So the whole pack is tightened up just by the subtraction of those two. Yeah. You know, and Southern Indiana has been a really good addition to the league. I think they're probably going to finish at the sixth seed if, if my math's right. Yeah. See that? And that's doing a little bit of speculation about how they're going to do in these next two games along with everyone else in the league. I mean, when you when you look at the OVC right now, yeah, as you said, Moorhead's in first, 12 and 4, but then basically 2 through 7, basically all, basically one game apart, one, two games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to make it an interesting uh, OVC tournament. Like, you obviously want that double buy. It's huge. Oh, for um, sure. Which, obviously, as it looks right now, one's already Yeah, I think locked Moorhead's down. locked in. Um, and I'm, I would say SEMO is into at the at the two spot. So because Simo has what Lennonwood Thursday and what at SI read in the season. Mm-hmm. So but we've seen teams get cold on that road trip. Tennessee Tech averaged what 56 points in two games. Right. On that road swing. So we'll see. Yeah, and who knows how impacted you could be if if we stick with Simo here, if they lose it at Lindenwood on Thursday. Yeah. And now they're thinking, well, now we got to win to be the two seed over what I would think would be UT Martin. For sure. You know, and well, if we don't beat SIUE, then we're you may not play e- an extra game. Yeah. You may not even get the, yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at that closely. Would it be possible for them to f- slip all the way to that, that bunch at, at four, five, six, seven. You know, so they lose those two games. They go 10 and eight. Well, all of a sudden, you know, Tennessee State's thinking maybe we can get the four, the four seed. For sure. I mean, they're on the road at UT Martin. And then they end the season home against Southern Indiana. So, 
those aren't two. They're not easy games for Tennessee State, though, either. I, I do have a completely – we're going to go off topic here. Okay. I, I apologize in advance. We're both excited about the XFL season starting this last weekend. We're both season ticket holders. Yes. We both saw the great – well, we both know that we had the greatest comeback in XFL history. All three iterations of it. I'm a little a little ticked because I was driving – I was out of town this weekend. Didn't get to see any of the game. You texted and said, did you see that game? I said, no, but I saw the score. Right, that highlight. Mm-hmm. Highlights. Unreal. Final, what, minute 30? Yeah. I had A.J. McCarron all of a sudden turned into Tom Brady, getting the ball into the tightest of windows. But here's my real question. Okay. You're the gambler. They had no preseason <laughs> games. They had lines on the game. There were four games this weekend. How many of them did you bet on? None, because I was in a state that I couldn't gamble. <laughs> <laughs> had you been in the great state of Illinois, how many of those games would you have gambled on? Oh, uh, at least the battle. I uh, may have dabbled on all four. <laughs> a little extra toss in on the battle. But how do you even like have any like? I don't know. Like the, I, there are three three point favorites. How do they? <laughs> it wouldn't. And like, if I would have bet it, it wouldn't have been like individual. It would have been like a fourteen parlay just to throw something out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, Battle Hawks were they minus three and they won by three. Like, how do you? How do you pay that? Vegas always knows. It's in, it, yeah. How does crap. that? Is that a push or is that? It's a push. Yeah. <laughs> So what would happen if you had that at a parlay? You didn't win. So if you if you had a parlay of four teams and all three won, and that one pushed, it's just basically like a vo- it's a void. So then it's like you had a three team parlay. Gotcha. Just the odds go down. Gotcha. So, but big win. Looking forward to the home opener. Uh, moving on from that, TJ. Uh, look back at the Missouri Valley from this past week. Well, I think. Every, everything's leading to the ultimate culmination. I think from a league standpoint, now I'm presuming Bradley and Drake win tonight because we're recording on Wednesday. Okay. That means that the top two teams will face off the winner's the number one seed, the loser's the number two seed. I mean, from a league standpoint, that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, you want some games are going to be like, oh, this team. But everyone's looking at it going like, who's going to be the one seat? Who's going to be the two seat? So uh, things have really come together there. Uh, You know, it's been up and down. So I I have a question about Drake for you. So you look at the record, what, 23 and six. Mm -hmm. Do you think if... If these three things go the other way, and let's say they lost in the Missouri Valley Championship game, okay. let's say they win out, they lose okay. in the championship game, what that would give them an additional two wins regular season, so twenty five, and get three what? two more games in the, before they lose in the title game. So, so they would have at least twenty seven wins. Okay, so twenty seven wins. Do you think had they not lost at Indiana State earlier in the season? not blown the game against SLU at SLU when they were winning most of the game, do you think they would have a chance at an at-large if at that point they would have four losses? Well, I guess five if you lose in the championship game. So you'd be 29 and five. five. I think, to me right now, I think the SLU loss is bigger. Okay. Indiana State's proved to be pretty formidable. I know they're... Their net and their RPI and everything is not good. So maybe, you know, without knowing the two of them, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. But I think if you get either one of those. Or maybe if you 
you win one of the two games right. you were swept against Missouri State. Yeah. That's probably, that might be bigger. Okay. The two Missouri State losses. But, yeah, I, I don't know. If you pay attention to how many teams the pundits say should get into, into the tournament, you're not you're above 68. <laughs> they should get in. Like, yeah, I could say that about everybody. But <laughs> it's just kind of the world that the mid-majors live in right now. Yeah, that's true. Which is, is we've we've beat that horse yep. several times. Because if you're going to beat a horse, make sure it's dead. Yep. I think you it's You don't want to do that to a real a live horse. <laughs> so uh, going back, you know, um, I think the big one that stood out to me, the one I, I missed, was that Northern Iowa loses to Drake, but then eventually they turn around, they go back, and they beat Missouri State, kind of ending a little bit of a skid there that they'd had. Missouri State is is finding ways just to, to score in bunches at times. Uh, Indiana State is starting to get things back on track again. You know, they beat Illinois Chicago by 19 in Chicago, and then they turn around, host Illinois State, beat them by 16. And, you know, I think McCauley, if he's not first team, he's probably second team and probably newcomer of the year. I, I, I don't even want to try to pronounce his first name because there's way too many vowels in it for me. Okay. It's like the opposite of a hockey name. You know, you see a hockey name, like that guy needs to buy a vowel. We need to give McCauley. <laughs> You're looking at it right now. Yes, I am. And I'm not even going to I think it's... Cravassier. 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 I think the R is more like an A. It's like Cravassier. C. McCauley. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, he's been uh, up there. I've been really impressed with Seneca Knight from Illinois State, like night after night. And I sit there and I look, and hopefully I think we'll be able to do this next week. You start thinking about who's going to be your first team. Sure. It's it's some tough picks. I mean, there are going to be some people that – get left off that legitimately if someone else says, well, this person should be on there and that guy should be off. Like you're right. I think it's just how they've played the last couple of games is, is probably what's going to come down to. I think your player of the year award probably comes down to, I, I think shepherds in the running from Belmont, even though they're not going to win the league. Uh, but you know, you have to think of rank mast and then from Drake, you're always thinking of, of, Tucker DeVries, and yeah. oddly enough, them boat racing Belmont without Tucker, I think to some voters, might legitimately cost him the Larry Bird Award. Look how well you played without, without your him. best player. Yep. But I would counter that argument with, look how, look how good their team is and he's their best player. I don't think there's anyone that doubts that he's their best player. Sure. Now, there's some things that change if you don't have Roman Penn. I think he might be harder to replace for them, but definitely. Uh, I think Drake's win over Belmont last week was a huge one. You know, their their Penn steps up 22 points. It, it says a 14-point game, but, heck, I think I turned it off about 12 minutes to go in the game because Belmont just couldn't sustain a run to really make it close. I mean, they were only made one, 6% from three-point range. Yeah, and they, they really struggled. And then Illinois Chicago getting another win. They beat Valparaiso, which was a huge win because Valparaiso almost beat Southern Illinois the week before or earlier in the week. You know, made a big comeback against the Salukis, but then couldn't hold on for the win at Illinois Chicago. So maybe they're starting to figure some things out too. You know, they have games coming up. You play in Evansville tonight. Excuse me. And then of course, doesn't make me any happier that my Salukis have to finish the season there after they had a close game in Carbondale. 
and you know you're looking for important wins because I don't know how much we've talked about this. I think about it all the time, so I don't know how much we talked about it. But the three and the four seed are huge this year because you don't have to play on Thursday. Sure. So Indiana State's third right now, and then you have Southern Illinois and Belmont battling for fifth with Indiana State and Belmont playing tonight. Yeah, that's good. It's good you call. Know, you know, so again, we're in a scenario if Belmont wins and Southern sweeps their last two games and they both win on Saturday, then you got a three-way tie for third. Which I think, and this is this is where the unbalanced schedule comes into play. Okay. Southern and Belmont have only played once. Southern Illinois won that game. And they don't play a second time. They don't time. play a second God, game. That's so weird. Indiana State and Southern have split. And I think if Belmont beats Indiana State, they've split. Since it's they haven't all played each other the same number of times, it comes down to percentage. And I think Southern wins out because they're 2-1. and one. And Indiana State would be like 2-2, two and two, and Belmont would be 1-2. and two. And it's so it's crazy. one of those things. Like I've I've written it You've down. You've done it, yeah. Yeah, I've written it down. But I think just ex- like hearing that and trying to comprehend that, you're like, I I have no idea. I've I lost. feel I feel like Zach Galifianakis <laughs> in, in in the original Hangover where he's going down to play cards. Yep. It's like the numbers are <laughs> flying around his head. Not Matt Damon. <laughs> in, I'm done. <laughs> I'm confused. So, but I love it too. Yeah, it makes for you know, exciting. It's just finish. like I love digging into that kind of stuff too. So, Missouri State looked really tough last night against Murray State. I mean, they came out, shot the lights out well. Uh, I think Clay ended up leading them in scoring. Had at least two, maybe. I know Mogbo had three alley oops, and not hey, we're running down the court. Let me toss it up to you. No, Clay's driving, gets the defense to collapse on him, and Mo- he just throws it up to Mogbo, and Mogbo's arms are like top of the backboard, catch it, dunk it. Oh it's God. just they're they shot the ball well uh you know i think wyatt wheeler said it for the news leaders the best they've played in quite a while and that's a big deal because now they're looking at the six or seven seat oh absolutely well you know it it goes back to murray state too what are you going to get out of them in the missouri valley tournament mm-hmm. we've talked about it you know probably last episode too but thank goodness they got the two wins against illinois state and evansville mm-hmm. because they were absolutely curb stomped the three previous games and I mean, this game wasn't that close, 15 points. Yeah. And playing Valpo on on Sunday, that's. I mean, that's not a, that's not I, a slam dunk. I cannot dunk. imagine the spread being more than three and a half points. If it says four, I'm taking the. I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd have to take it. I mean, yeah, Valpo's what? Well, they've won one game in their last two, four, five, six. Yeah. But, but like, they've all been close. Yeah, they're so competitive, you know, and just, I don't know if. I don't know if Murray has an answer for Ben Cricky. He's he's just he's he's the one that I think is going to be really tough when you're making those picks for your all conference team. Like, yeah, his team's probably going to finish with six wins. Yeah, go six and fourteen. But damn, he's been good this year. Then they're probably thinking, well, how many wins do they get without him? Or Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And I think he's still got a COVID year left if he wants it. So it'll be, I think, 
graduation will finally hit Drake this year. But everybody else will be like, yeah, we still got a COVID year. <laughs> I know you're not old enough to remember this, but I felt like Danny Ferry played at Duke for 114 years. Okay, but during my lifetime, I felt like Perry Ellis was at Kansas for 30. Like every <laughs> every time you flip out, oh, Perry Ellis? What? I thought he was there like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Roman Penn graduated high school in 2016. I'm not exaggerating. What is this, 23? Holy yeah. smokes. He started out at Siena. And there's no way a basketball person associates him with Siena at this point. So I know I'm kind of all over the place there, but, you know, really exciting stuff. Bradley with a big win over Southern Illinois on Sunday. It was definitely a a battle of defenses. Um, Strangely enough, and I haven't really heard an explanation, Lance Jones, SIU's second leading scorer, only played 16 minutes, did not score. Um, Listen to the coaches' Zoom on Monday. Um, Bucky Dent of the Southern Illinois had acted as if they'd had a conversation about it, but there was nothing they being he and Brian Mullins, but there was nothing really said that there was an injury or anything like that. There's any disciplinary thing, but just he only played 16 minutes and kind of curious as to what went on there. Um, you know, so that was, that was the big game over the weekend. I think that was the one you looked at. And then Belmont Drake, like we've talked about before. Sure. And again, Shepard with another 19 points. And then earlier in the week, uh, Missouri state Bradley was a pretty good contest. Drake, Northern Illinois, and Murray State, Illinois State, comes down to the last play. Like, yeah, Murray, yeah. Murray State looks like they had a chance to put the game away, didn't quite, and Illinois State had a chance to win it at the buzzer. That's Isn't that how it goes, though? Like, you've been on such a losing skid, and then the game you have a chance to win, you struggle to close out. Mm-hmm. Well, I make think, it easy. I think psychologically, those demons start to climb back. You're like, oh, crap, here we go again. Yeah, we're gonna I know lose. I had him as a coach. Yeah. Like, here we go. Like, and you got to, you know, every every little thing, like, gets uh, accentuated. It's like, oh, crap, we missed a shot. Oh, we missed a free throw. You know, like, we're, we're going to lose again, you know. Or you're just, like, you feel it slipping through your hands. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. So, do you want to talk about the OVC, and then we'll talk about, of course, I kind of hit on them anyway, some of the big games coming up this week. Yeah. Yeah, so the OVC, um, kind of chalk um, this past week, uh, at least on Thursday. Um, actually was down at the SEMO Eastern Illinois game. Uh, actually met Coach Tuke, um, SEMO's football coach. Talked to him a little bit about football. I can one-up you. You always can. You <laughs> <laughs> might as well say it. Go ahead. Former NBA player, 1995 Larry Bird of the Year winner, Chris Carr. Where'd you see him at? He's an assistant at Drury University. No kidding. Yeah. So I was putting my stuff together to do PA work there. All of a sudden, I was like, Chris Carr. Can't be. I mean, that's not an uncommon name. No, that's. Yep, that's the guy. Wow. So I went up just to introduce myself real quick. He's playing some solitaire on his iPad. I was afraid I was interrupting like video scout stuff. (laughs) Nope. Solitaire. Uh, but so I apologize, SEMO, Eastern Illinois. All good. Uh, yeah, SEMO, 78-64 win. Um, Aquan Smart, good game for him, 14 points, six rebounds, three assists. He was all over the place in that one. Um, nice fan turnout, too, for uh, Cape Girardeau. Um, SEMO shot 47%. Uh, 
Um, that was a game where actually Philip Russell, he kind of struggled in the game. He didn't didn't do a whole lot offensively. Um, only 11 points. Um, you say only, but, you know, when he's up near 25, yeah. 30, it seems yeah. like constantly. You're like, oh, he has 30 points again. Yep. But seven assists for him. Um, Chris Harris was going for his thousandth point in that game. Didn't get it, but I believe he did get that on Saturday. So join the thousand point club there. Um, Tennessee Tech, 77-68 win over Lindenwood. I tell you what. The performance that Tennessee Tech's been getting out of Brett Thompson lately, second to none. He's he's been filling it up. Um, got been to see a, him. Been a great like one-two punch with Seabree for the, oh, down the stretch here for sure. I mean, seeing Brett Thompson play in person a couple times this year, I've he, he's he's quick. Definitely has a nice shot on twenty-four points, twenty-eight points last two games for him. Um, Southern Indiana snuck out a win at Little Rock. Um, What's the common denominator here? Another double-digit rebound game for Jacob Lakovich. 27 points, 10 boards. And they get 21 points from each, Swope and Simmons. So right there, out of their 82 points, I can't math. That's, you know, a lot. Is it 69? Yeah, only five scored in the game, and one had two points. <laughs> so 69 of their 82 points came from three guys. Yep. Man, what was Lower Rock doing? I don't know. Have you ever heard the old Adam Sandler bit about when Wilt Chamberlain scored his 100 points? I have not. I mean, like, we're talking, like, pre-Saturday Night Live Adam Sandler. I don't think so. He's talking about it. He's like, he has the stat. Like, at halftime, Wilt had X number of points. Because I could only imagine. In the other team's locker room, like, hey, who's got Wilt? <laughs> and then in, the, in, in Wilt's team's locker room, he's like, hey, Wilt, man, I'm open. Throw me the ball. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> and then the, the other two games, Tennessee State dropped a road game at Moorhead State, 74-64. Good game out of gross, 19 points, 13 boards, five blocks. And then SIUE fell on a close one at UT Martin, 90 to 84. Um, kind of surprised to see SIUE been giving up upwards of points like that lately. Yeah, it gets even worse when they played on Saturday. Oh, hadn't gotten there. <laughs> uh, Lindenwood, 58, Moorhead State, 71. Uh, Moorhead State kept rolling, um, keep their uh, first place position. Um, what I think one or two games up, uh, UT Martin won a road contest at Tennessee tech, 191. Um, I mean, KJ Simon, he's starting to get things going for UT Martin down the stretch here, double, double for him and a double, double for Jalen Seabury. Now you were talking about, um, Brett Thompson too, um, being a good one, two punch. I like Javis Harvey. He's, he's a guy on Tennessee tech that I think's pretty solid mm-hmm. as well i mean they don't have a bad starting lineup um ty perry now it's it's one thing to see where tennessee tech would be had their had they not lost their big man earlier in the season mm-hmm. you know because they've been playing basically i think all comp, ovc conference games without their big man so they've been down a center um so they've been filling and in I there think that was their first home loss for in league play yeah i think you're right is what I think Simo. I'm sorry, came, they have two. They have two losses at home. Simo came close but fell on a buzzer beater. Uh, SIUE, uh, no defense in this one. Um, Tennessee State put up 100 on him, 185. Junior Clay, though, 40 points. Yeah. 40 points for Junior Clay and four assists. I mean, it. And eight boards. It's a. It's He's a, putting some ink on that stat page. It's a heck of an acquisition that Tennessee State got with him leaving Tennessee Tech. Um, Eastern Illinois fell in overtime to Little Rock, eighty-one seventy-seven, 
and then SEMO uh, ended their regular season at home for their home games, uh, 85-80. Dylan Branson, 16 points and four steals. Swope chipped in 27 for Southern Indiana. Um, that's all, it's all leading right into this week. Yeah, we even start tonight. Moorhead, yep. Illinois, or Moorhead, Eastern Illinois yep. is tonight. Moorhead's the rare Wednesday night clash. Moorhead is five and a half point favorites, what Vegas has them at. So, all right, what do, what do we got here in the Missouri Valley here this week, TJ? Loaded slate tonight. Loaded slate tonight. I think you look at Indiana State Belmont is the crown jewel, followed closely by Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, largely because... Northern Iowa took it to Southern Illinois earlier this year, and there are huge seeding implications with both those games. Uh, so I think that that's pretty significant. Um, I saw some um, tongue-in-cheek tweets about Illinois, Chicago, and Evansville competing yeah. for the 11 seed. Okay. That I think Evansville would have to win this game and then have a win on Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, and an Illinois Chicago loss to get to the 11 seed. But, you know, I think, uh, did see that Evansville signed, is it the all time leading scorer in the city of Evansville history? And because he has such a good academic record, he's going on academic scholarship and will not cost them an athletic scholarship. No kidding. Yeah. So that's always a big help. That gives you an extra scholarship to spread around to some some players. Um, Bradley Valparaiso. It'll be interesting to watch Mast and and Creaky go up against each other tonight. I think Illinois State, while they've been playing, they've had their moments. I don't I don't know that they're ready to play Drake very, you know, you know, closing out this home season okay. for Drake. And then jumping ahead to Saturday, I mean, it begins and ends with Drake. Bradley, that's that's the game you're looking forward to. If you know Drake and, and Bradley take care of business tonight, what do you think the over under in that game is going to be? Golly, I think it's going to be low. Yeah, because especially at Bradley, Bradley's been really good defensively at home this year. Game's televised, ESPN two. Yeah, it's on the Deuce. You probably don't remember those days when they call it the Deuce, but vaguely. You know, I think all the games on Sunday. Say for Evansville, Illinois State, have significant seeding implications. We know that I think basically our, our the the last four are pretty much where they're going to be. But you know now you start worried about you know Missouri State definitely wants this win because I think they need to win or have Murray State lose. Otherwise, they could potentially be I think I saw as low as the seven seed. You know, but so I mean, could definitely flip flop. Yep. So, and then I, you know, like I've said many times before, it's it's tough to trust my Salukis. And I point, you know, I point at the Illinois State game. I was going to ask you about the fifty to forty eight loss, and I deleted my text and just didn't even bother to ask. Yeah, I was headed towards a really bad day. Uh, you know, it's frustrating. And then the Battle Hawks looked <laughs> terrible for <laughs> offense was awful from the, what I've read in the first half. Well, I think if you said their offensive line was a sieve, it'd be an insult to sieves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just I'm glad I didn't watch the first. I, clearly, I didn't miss yeah. anything except the final. And minute. then, and then here's here's breaking news. I, with my new job, I have joined a NASCAR pool. So I had rooting interest in the Daytona 500. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? NASCAR, IndyCar. What is there? Stock? Stock car? That's, That's NASCAR, but F1. My wife's the big F1 fan. I'm thinking of, there's like a, and there like some pickup trucks too that race? Here we have the NASCAR truck series. NASCAR truck series. Shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll do better on my Indy picks this year. I think I submitted them twice last year. Yeah. Well, we got, we got friends of ours that are in now. They're, they're big time. They're, they're chomping at the bit to get in that. So what games I think, well, I have my opinion as to what game I think you're looking forward to most in the OVC this week, but I'll let you answer that without my poisoning the well. I think it's Saturday, February. It's a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. Uh, UT Martin at Moorhead state. Okay. I think that's, I think that's a big one. All right, um, then I was wrong. Um, but outside of that, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to it's only a big game depending on what happens on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if if Semo beats Lindenwood and SIUE beats Little Rock as they should, then I think that's an even that's that's the biggest game. Then I think there too. See, that's why I was thinking because it's it's going to decide on seating. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get you can get a double buy. You can get a single buy. Um, but also looking looking at that, I mean. We cannot lose sleep on UT Martin tied with SEMO for second and third right now. Because if UT Martin beats Tennessee State and SEMO beats Lindenwood, and then they both win on Saturday, SEMO will not get that two seed because they've been swept by UT Martin this year. They lost both. Okay. So UT Martin would have to lose to Moorhead. And SEMO would need to win out in order to, I think, get that second seed. Um, well, and I think if those two teams, Tennessee Martin and SEMO, aren't careful, Tennessee State could sneak in there. That is also true. Because they're right there on their heels. Yeah, and they play, and one of those is UT Martin mm-hmm. that they're playing. So, yeah. But, I mean, other games, I think, matter, too. Um, oh, I think yeah. you look at all of those, and they matter. Because even Little Rock Lindenwood, yep. that could be impactful for that eighth and final spot going to the tournament. Tennessee Tech and Southern Indiana. That, I mean, that 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 deals with seeding too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the one thing I am interested in for when the tournament gets here, I think it'd be terrible if Southern Indiana didn't make it because it's in Evansville. Um, but I am interested to see what kind of fan, fan support they get mm-hmm. in that tournament. Um, yeah, I know they do well for their home games. But how many fans are actually coming out, depending on what time that game is? Because if they're in one of those first couple, you know, typically the OVC runs pretty late. I think the championship games, yeah, Saturday yeah. like eight forty-five at I, night. I feel like last year I was able to watch the two games, get home, and still see a good portion of the second half. I think it went to OT too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah that, it was a phenomenal game. Right, phenomenal. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all the games matter, but some of those matter more than than others. Um, I think if you're looking at it right now, I, I mean, it's clear that Little Rock, 
Eastern and Lindenwood aren't making it to the well. One of the, one, one of those of three will. Have, yeah. yeah, one of yep. those three will. Um, and Little Rock and Lindenwood play each other. So. Right. I was trying to project it out, and again, you know, I don't have anything other than my own intuition. I had all three of them finishing at five and thirteen. Meanwhile, I had the three of Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana, and Tennessee Tech finishing nine and nine. Okay. But in that scenario, I think Tech becomes the six seed in Southern Indiana, the seven seed, Southern Illinois, the eight. Excuse me. Tech, the five. Southern Indiana, the six. Southern Illinois, the seven. I mean, once you see who finishes where, then it really comes down to matchups. Who who did you want to face in the tournament? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be slated on Moorhead's side, who's more of a – doesn't have – they're more defensive minded compared to offense, or mm-hmm. do you want to be on a, let's say Simo gets a second seed. Do you want to be pay, paired with them? Who's an offensive minded team and defense is pretty much secondary. Yeah, Tennessee state probably wants to see Simo. Again. Oh yeah. Track mate. I mean, yeah. both those games were, were a lot of points. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, you have anything else you want to add TJ this week before we wrap up? I did, but I have forgotten it. Have you looked at our records for OVC picks? I have not. I was actually going to look at them tomorrow after all these Missouri Valley games okay. go off tonight. All right. So I won't share the news with you then. I'm, I think you're beating me. Yes, I am. Yes, I I counted the OVC ones. But I can give you my Missouri Valley ones here real quick. Not that they matter. Um, you're always a day late because we already had the Murray State game. Yeah, well, that one went down as a NA for me. Um, Bradley. Okay. Belmont, Drake, SIU. I think Evansville sneaks out a win here against UIC. <clears throat> Looking ahead to the Sunday games, um, Belmont, SIU, Missouri State, Illinois State, Murray State, and I, I'm going with Drake on the road against Bradley. So you think Missouri State's going to win at Indiana State? Yep, I'm that's put, a bold strategy. I'm putting a uh, putting a feeler out there. And you said Bradley, Drake. All right, that's it. Yeah, I, I picked Drake, but again, I picked mine six weeks ago. Yeah, I've and Bradley hasn't lost this month. Well, they're going to lose now because I picked Drake. <laughs> they're going to put the announcer jinx on him. I'm, I might try and find a way to bet that under. Nope, can't. Illinois school. Hmm. Yeah, like you don't have ways. Because <laughs> 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 people in Missouri didn't bet on college sports before <laughs> they passed the law either. Oh, gosh. Oh. Such such a silly rule. Oh, Yeah. Man, I had something I completely forgot. It was... Give me good fodder. That's all right. Save it for next week. Unless it's just not completely old news. So. So. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 12 here on View of the Valley. So for TJ Hoover, I am Chris Smith. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week as we wrap up the regular season and look ahead to the Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley conference tournaments. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud and give us a follow on Twitter at View Valley's Pod. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one, everybody.